we go. So as I prepared for this event, I came across a quote that stuck with me. It says, how lucky am I to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard? And that's from Pooh. So the Woodhaven Bible Church has been blessed to have pastor hands here for 33 years. Some, like myself, have been brought up in this church from infancy, and it's been a blessing to sit under his teachings. I've been raised up in the Holy Scriptures by one of the best. Some have spent most of their adult life under the teachings of my dad, and some attended the church for a season in life and maintained a relationship from afar. Some of you may be new to the flock, but it doesn't take long to experience the blessing of a solid pastor who teaches, serves, loves, and blesses for the glory of God. But we know that we're more than lucky. We know that it's no accident that we are all part of this flock and has been shepherded by pastor hands. The ministry that Greg and Joyce have here is certainly special, certainly one for the record, certainly one that deserves to be celebrated. And although having them here as pastor and wife is coming to an end, the spiritual implications of what have been taught over those years lives on in each one of us and is instilled in the next generation. Is this not true of our pastor taken from Psalm 145? One generation will commend your works to another. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and will meditate on your wonderful words. They will tell of the power of your awesome works and will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. They will tell of the kingdom of your glory and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the splendor of your kingdom. So there's no doubt that our pastor has fulfilled this proclamation from the highest calling as pastor and teacher to the humble servant that he is. We've been more than blessed by his ministry. So this service obviously will not do it justice, but we will try and show our appreciation in word, song, and prayer. Matthew 5:16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So mom and dad, the sanctuary is filled with people today who can testify that your light has shone bright over the past 33 years. They've seen your good works, and now we must give glory to the Father in heaven. So the time is now ours, and we hope the blessing is yours. I'm going to put this right here if anybody needs to know that. <laughs> um, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, thank you uh, for all of the people who have uh, gathered here uh, last night uh, and today to celebrate the uh, ministry of Greg and Joyce Hands. And Lord, we thank you for the way that you have worked through them uh, for the last 33 years at Woodhaven Bible Church and the last 40 years of full-time ministry for Greg. Uh, and God, we just thank you so much for the way that you have worked in his life and educated him and grown him um, and kept him pure in his faith uh, so that he can minister well. Uh, to the congregation here, um, and really to people um, who are all over the United States uh, through his teaching ministry as well, um, and through those who have been blessed by his teaching here at WBC. Uh, Lord, we just thank you so much um, for gifting Woodhaven Bible Church with a faithful minister of the word uh, for 33 years so that we could uh, grow up in the faith um, and uh, know your word well and apply it to our lives so that we may live 
um, in accordance with the scriptures. And Lord, thank you for a pastor who has, uh, as Second Timothy 4, 2 says, preached the word um, and has committed his entire life to that. Uh, and Lord, we pray that um, he will be able to continue to preach the word uh, through his life um, and in whatever ministry he is in as he goes from here. And Lord, may the word always be preached from the pulpit at Woodhaven Bible Church. And God, we just pray um, that you will be glorified in this service as you have been glorified through the ministry of Greg and Joyce Hands uh, for so long. Um, And may you be glorified in the celebration of your work through them. And we pray in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. For those of you that may not know me, um, my name is Lou Nemeth, and I have been attending the Woodhaven Bible Church with my family since the year 2000. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, talks about some of the roles of believers in the church, one of those roles being that of the pastor. Verse 12 goes on to talk about some of the responsibilities of a pastor, and that would be equipping the church and the building up of believers. We have been immensely blessed with Pastor Greg and his faithful service here at WBC over the past 33 years. Pastor Greg typically provides structured and organized sermons with personal applications tying into current day events. I'd like to share a couple of my favorites over the years that I have, and I'll be brief with them. One was the, when Pastor spoke about the industrious nature of the ant as found in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. It talks about the ant being industrious and not lazy, and Pastor Hans made the application that in our Christian walk, we should be industrious, whether it be in our relationships to others or in our responsibilities in the workplace to our employer. Another topic that has been a favorite of mine that Pastor Greg has spoken on many times, and that is sin and the sacrifice needed to cover sin. The Old Testament animal sacrifices, the innocent animal slain for the covering of sin. And then in the New Testament, ultimately, the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sin, the brutality of his death. And then the picture here that is to be portrayed, to put it in Pastor Greg's words, is that sin should make you sick. I never forget those words. (laughs) On a more personal level, when I've needed information, Pastor Greg has been quick to provide a handout. I think everybody's very familiar with that here. There was a time when I knew a couple of individuals that were looking at joining the Watchtower organization. And knowing that this organization had some serious doctrinal issues, I asked Pastor Greg if he could give me some information, and within a day or two, I had a nice prepared handout with information, and I was able to share that with these two individuals, and I'm happy to say that as a result of that, neither one of those individuals went on to join the Watchtower. Another time that comes to mind is when my daughter Amanda got invited to visit a church with a friend she had met at school. And she wanted to visit there on a Wednesday night and not being familiar with the church or what its doctrines were. My wife and I petitioned Pastor Greg for some information about this church. And again, within a day or two, I had a nice handout of information telling me about this church. 
And that allowed my wife and I to make an informed decision to go ahead and allow her to visit that church at this particular time. Pastor Greg has always been faithful to his service to the saints here at WBC. I think of the time when my wife's sister Karen passed away rather suddenly, and on short notice, Pastor Greg worked it into his busy schedule to do the funeral service. Pastor Greg has taken great care to know his flock. This is evidenced by the anniversary cards and the birthday cards that come with a Bible verse and a personal note. And then there's the newspaper clippings and the magazine clippings relating to a hobby or an area of interest that you have, showing that he's just gotten to know you that well and that personal. In closing, I would like to say thank you, Pastor Greg, for 33 years of faithful service here at the Woodhaven Bible Church. And all the saints at WBC say, Amen. Amen. Today I am going to talk a little on Greg and Joyce's involvement in ministry over the years. Uh, this is just a little bit. I mean, there is way more than what my one sheet of paper has. Uh, but where to begin? Both Greg and Joyce um, have given of themselves to serve Woodhaven Bible Church from day one. They have each contributed in different ways by preaching and teaching God's word, not only at the pulpit, but at the Sunday school hour, the children's church hour, the men and women's Wednesday night Bible studies, small groups or flocks as we called them 30 years ago, uh, the West of 60, the Red Cross Blood Tribe, the men and ladies night out, Adopt a Highway, Christnet, Weekly Nursery Care, and yes, Greg did volunteer for the nursery. These are just some of the areas of ministry you have seen and heard over the course of their time here. But there are areas you may not have known where they have served their Lord through WBC. Those plates you eat on in the fellowship hall? Well, those are stocked by Greg himself on his early morning 7 a.m. run to Sam's Club, GFS, or Meyer. He has cleaned the church when no one else has been available and even painted. Greg joins in when help is needed, and so does Joyce, but this is just for Greg right now. <laughs> An example is when the sump pump stopped a few years ago and our fellowship hall was covered in inches of water, and he was there alongside others mopping up water. Joyce volunteers weekly off-site at Angel House, a ministry we have supported. The Christmas tree that materializes the 1st of December, yep, that's them. Need transportation to a doctor's appointment or just someone to sit and listen? They'll be there. Hospitality. Perhaps you were alone for the holiday. You may have received a phone call from the Hanses as they didn't want anyone to be alone for the holiday. A funeral service? We have had a few these years. As you may have heard Greg speaking about the loved one that passed and Joyce... She'll either be helping in the kitchen or she will have brought and or brought a dish for the luncheon. They've rolled up their sleeves and picked weeds, planted flowers, 
and watered the landscaping out front and around the building. Joyce has co-chaired alongside me for 16 years on the women's ministry. And when she saw the need, she began the widow's ministry. Greg and Joyce have taken their responsibility for leading the Woodhaven Bible Church through serving their Lord very seriously by example, by walking personally with their God, and by working together to show us to do the same. I'm going to end with Colossians 4.17 out of the NIV. See to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. And so they have here at the Woodhaven Bible Church. Thank you. That's kind of a hard act to follow, but (laughs) I'm not going to try to sing, that's for sure. (laughs) I'm so thankful that the Lord led me to this church in 1974. It's a family that has blessed and supported me throughout all the years. I have been blessed to sit under Greg's teaching for 33 years. He has always taught the Bible and taught the truth, and that's, I really appreciated that. In Psalm 78:72, speaking of David, it says he shepherded them with the integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. This describes Greg perfectly. I can't begin to express how much I love Joyce and Greg. Um, I was here when they first came to WBC, and I got to know them well and to love them. And uh, hospitality comes naturally to them, as other people have said, uh, inviting over for dinner and opening their house to everything. And uh, after my husband Mal passed away, I was invited to dinner many times at their house. And now I'm privileged to have lunch with them almost every Sunday, and I feel like I'm part of their family. Greg has watched over this flock for 33 years, and he truly loves us. Uh, They've given so much of their time to help each one of us personally. Uh, They both have a servant's heart and a personal interest in each one of us. And just as uh, Sue said, Joyce has been involved in so many uh, aspects of the ministry, teaching uh, children, adults, uh, working in the nursery, the women's ministry, the widow's ministry, and many more. And if there is ever a need, she's always there and willing to help. And Greg has done so many things for me personally, as others has mentioned, the cards, calling, mailing out the bulletin when I'm not at church, sending the uh, newspaper and magazine clippings. And I'm just amazed that he has so much to do that he can think and remember to do this to each one of us. And he does so many other various games, as everybody's mentioned, setting up tables, watering flowers, things that a lot of people don't even realize that he does. Uh, When my husband Mal was sick, they were both there for me. They were available. Greg was available to Mal whenever he needed someone to talk to. And uh, one day, we had a very difficult day. I was at work, and there was a visiting nurse at the house, and they called and said I needed to come right home and uh, get Mal to emergency. So I came home, and we went to U of M, and he was really sick. And it was three hours we waited, and they never even called him back in. And we were both just really upset. So we left there, and we went to South Shore. So I called Greg and asked for prayer. And uh, 
After we got there and got settled in, Joyce and Angie came to visit and to stay with us, and we were both very frustrated, and it was really what a blessing. I really needed their support, and I appreciated them coming. Uh, Greg and Joyce were at my house immediately after Mel died, and uh, comforted me. And uh, Greg brought me bagels on the first year anniversary that Mel died, and I couldn't believe that he could even remember the state. How many pastors do you think think of things and do like that? I was just so comforted by his care and concern. Greg and Joyce have invested 33 years of their life into WBC, and we have all been blessed by their ministry. I know God has a great plan for their lives as they start this new adventure of retirement. I am so grateful for the big part they've played in my life. Well done, good and faithful servants. It's been so long since I spoke, I'll just have to hold tight to the pulpit and uh, get my way through. I was very tempted to do something today. It's, it's very uh, startling. If you take a bunch of paste, papers and you paste them together on every other one, and you go, whoops, and 20 sheets go down. And you think, he's going to speak. <laughs> I wanted to, but I didn't. Very few individuals in this world have any idea of the level of training and of the discipline it has taken to preach and to teach as Pastor Greg has done for the past 33 years. To all of us, it may seem so easy to do since Greg does it so well week after week. We've all listened with attention. We've all benefited tremendously from his study of the word. We all know the value of the product, the message received. We've all personally grown in the Lord and observed those around us growing similarly. But we probably have never known what has set Greg apart from the rest. Greg received in the mid-70s the best graduate academic training available in the whole world. That's why he's so proud of THM, even on his license plate. <laughs> this training was in such length and depth, yet most people would never guess the level of training he received. We all know about PhDs at the top of the educational realm. Greg has more training than a PhD. Very few pastors across the world can comprehend how much study and capability a man utilizes who's been trained at Dallas Theological Seminary in the 70s when we were both there. By his ignorance, one of my former seminary professors evidenced scorn and scoffing when he told me to not even consider applying to Dallas because I would get only a coloring book education showing his own tremendous ignorance. I hasten to add that a man does not need these very high qualifications to be a pastor. Few have them. 
But how blessed is the church who finds such a pastor. Second, a godly commitment. Giving one's life to God fully and expecting him to direct your life and to live for him the rest of your life, no matter what the cost. By his commitment applied and obeyed, Greg has shared faithfully God's word with those sheep under his care. Whenever a person asks Greg how long it took to prepare for a given sermon, his answer might surprise you. His very accurate answer has uniformly been, my time of preparation for any message is my spiritual lifetime. Everything that I have learned over my lifetime is reflected in every message that I have preached. Something that I really appreciated is he puts the cookies on the lower shelf. Despite the study he has received, he carefully aims the knowledge and abilities for the knowledge and abilities of new believers. That way everyone can understand. He doesn't go over their heads. One of the worst preachers I ever heard in my life was a man who was so arrogant with his doctorate from Dallas Seminary that he only spoke words that were about this long. If you had polled the audience after he left, what did he say? They'd say, I don't know. He has spoken where we can hear it. Please note that none of the things I'm going to mention now ought to be taken for granted in a pastor or teacher. Over a period of almost 70 years, I have heard an awful lot of men teach and preach, and very few have come up to the quality of ministry God has given your pastor. Believe me when I say you've had one of God's choicest preachers and teachers in this godly man over the decades he has been here. Here are some outstanding attributes of Pastor Greg's pulpit ministry, which I've observed and benefited from. He prepares thoroughly in studying the Word of God. He takes his responsibility most seriously to comprehend God's truth and then to share it. He's scholarly in keeping up with his Bible study tools, especially the Greek, which he actually taught in Bible college. He uses these tools in digging into Bible passages and grasping the distinct doctrines God wants us to know. He has such great respect for the inspiration and authority of the Word of God. This is so vital in Bible teaching and preaching. Something that impressed me is he is comprehensive in that he has covered all of God's truth. I don't think you're aware of this, but there are many, many, perhaps the majority of pastors across these United States that teach primarily Paul's epistles. They don't preach the gospel. They don't preach the Old Testament. Many of them will say, well, the Old Testament isn't for today, which is another way of saying, I don't know anything about it, so don't push me. (laughs) 
he has over the years systematically delved into, imparted to his congregation Old and New Testament studies, prophecy, psalms, history, gospels, epistles, you name it, he's taught it. I think I missed my cue there. He makes God's truth interesting and keeps our attention. Although he is a scholar, there's nothing dry about his lessons and sermons. He interjects a marvelous sense of humor. He shows an understanding of the practical aspects of the human heart and its needs. I believe that we all have, would affirm that we've been greatly blessed by the gifts of ministry and the dedication which God has given our pastor and wife. They will be greatly missed. And lastly, I have to do this. I was told on pain of death that this was only supposed to be very short because they assumed I couldn't say very nice things about him <laughs> and that I was not allowed to talk about his wife. I was a born rebel. None of this great ministry would have been possible without a godly woman in full support, working as a true yoke fellow in harness together. And if a man cannot treat his own wife with honor, he has no business leading a church. At this point, I will pray for our offering. And no, I can't pray like Greg does, in which he quotes 20 verses in his prayer. <laughs> Loving Father, thank you for your wondrous goodness to us. In nature, as well as in the hearts of men, we're glad to be at the beginning of spring, looking so forward to the springing forth of such beauty. We are so glad indeed for godly leaders, and we are glad for each other. Now we ask that you would bless our hearts in giving to your work as you have instructed us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't do this every day, speak to this many people, and this is going to be a little difficult. But my topic was, as Kristen gave me, foundation. And I have to say that both of these people sitting here in the front row is a big, huge part of my foundation. I came here about four years ago. And the basis, and I love the definition, the basis on which something stands or is supported and these two people here are those things. I was searching for a church, and God placed me right here. And he wanted me to learn his word and to restore my relationship with him because I had been gone away a long time. He used you, Pastor Hands, to help me rebuild my foundation of faith and so much more. Through your teaching, faithful service, 
dedication and your love for the Lord and the scriptures. Lord, the scriptures. On Sunday, when I'd see him look up, I thought he was looking into heaven. And I wanted that. I want some of that. So I was truly blessed, completely. These are some of the things, of the building blocks that you helped me with. And I was struggling. Um, Number one, that I was a child of God. And then to believe that his word was for me. And to know God's standard. To trust him completely. To know that he loved me. And nothing can separate me from that. Nothing. To have peace and fellowship with Christ. And to know that I had a gift. A gift. Pastor Hans, there is two scriptures that I will forever think about you. And always associate. And number the first one is Numbers 14.24. Because, and it was Caleb. It's because the Lord was talking to him. Because my servant has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. I'll always think of you, always wholeheartedly. Part of the scriptures, there's another one. We were in the office, his outer office, and I was talking to Dick. And I was telling Dick about Kathy had needed a helper. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do it. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm qualified. I just don't think. And behind me, I didn't know that Pastor Hands was behind me. And all of a sudden, I heard these words, just do it. I thought, God opened up and told me to do it. <laughs> so there's another scripture, Numbers 1330. Part of that scripture says, we can certainly do it. So that will always be a scripture that I will remember for you. And then on Wednesday nights, how can I not? A support, both of them supported me. And Wednesday nights when I got to know Joyce, oh, did I get to know Joyce. Joyce's love is remarkable. Her service for the Lord, I was blessed with many new insights. I would have never known if I hadn't met him into the word of God. With the blessing of the Holy Spirit and the books she used, my face went up, increased. The books against all odds, Esther. Providence. I didn't even know the word existed. <laughs> Divine desire, care, control, exercise by God. He was always working in the background. He was working in my background. I didn't even know it. Another great word, eternity. Joyce, I'm living it now. <laughs> I've learned to accept it. The names of God. The Lord is my banner. I love that. God's power is working in my life. These are wonderful things I've learned. Attributes of God. I learned God is close to everything. Omnipresent. When she started with those big words, I thought, I'm lost. (laughs) But the Lord used her and passed her hands in many ways to build my faith with the teaching. I love those books and scriptures. I know one thing about Joyce. She's caring, loving, and a beautiful example of a child of God. And I have all your little jelly jars lined up in a row. And every time I look at them, I think of Joyce. One more thing. Flashbooks. She had these wonderful flashbooks in the names of God and all. Every day, they're on my table to study. Just to let you know. I thank you so much. Thank God for both of you. And pass your hands. Notes. Have all your notes. So I have part of you that will always stay with me. I am very grateful that you both follow the Lord and his will. 
Um, I pray the Lord will bless you tremendously. And all your adventures, he has in store, and I'm sure he's got a lot of good ones for you. And I sincerely love you both, and I thank you from the bottom of this heart for all you did for me. Thank you. All right. Thank you all for joining us with this special service. We have just a couple of things that we'd like to um, give to pastors. If you'd like to come up here, Dad, and can get these few gifts, and then you'll have a time to share as well. Um, this is not a surprise that we asked the congregation to put together um, some memories. So we put it all together in a book, um, and it says, Greg and Joyce, may this memory book serve as an encouragement for you for 33 years of faithful service. We thank God for the way you have impacted each of our lives. It has been a pleasure to have you shepherd the flock at Woodhaven Bible Church. No matter where your journey takes you, you will always be part of this family. You labored in love. You bore fruit that abides. You equipped the saints. We are gratefully and eternally thankful. So that is filled with special letters written by all of you. So thank you for your participation. And then, Dad, you can read this. This is your other gift. Hopefully there's no typos. I'm kind of known for that. So. Word on the street is you might want a new phone. So some of this money, so as not to need a loan. Perhaps you would like a new desk to work. Get yourself something nice with this added perk. A new tree with some shade is a gift that keeps giving. So isn't it so nice to enjoy the things that are living? Or maybe you can use this on your next vacation to go to a place of a nice destination. Whatever the use, we hope you are blessed. You deserve it for all, giving us your best. So that's the poem. Thank you. Well, I feel like uh, Sally Fields, who won an Oscar, and she held up the Oscar and said, you love me, you really love me. And I've never doubted that in the 33 years that I have been here as the shepherd of the Woodhaven Bible Church. Uh, It's been my joy and delight to serve a risen Savior. We sing that song, but it is so very, very true. I want to thank everyone for the participation of last night as well as this morning. You had all of my favorite foods, from snacks to dessert, from entree to pop, from candy to the foyer, to everything that's going to end up in the bottom of my gut. But (laughs) the program was unbelievably creative. It was loving. Uh, It had the Wizard of Oz spin and the costumes, the, the skit. The poem, the music, the roast, the out-of-town video clips, the testimonies, it could not have gone better. And you deeply bless the heart of both Joyce and me. It's wonderful to minister in a place where you are loved, and I've never thought anything other than that. Last night and this morning illustrate your labor of love toward me, and I hope in turn that you will sense that I have loved you, And because of love, I've served you. And that's one of the deepest desires of my heart, is to serve the Christ of the Bible by fellowshipping with the saints. I think at times like this of my family, so I'm going to brag and boast on them. 
I'll have, in a couple weeks, many more words to say, but just for today, I just want to thank God for my firstborn, Tiffany, whose name means an appearance of God. And when Joyce told me that she is going to bear our child, I was hoping it would be a daughter. I wanted two daughters, no sons, and I got exactly what I wanted. But my wife uh, in high school was as smart as a whip. She was a National Honor Society. She's an honors grad from Wayne State. And Tiffany uh, has her bachelor's and master's degree, honors with both, her graduate degree of 4.0. And uh, that wasn't out of my gene pool, I can guarantee you that. So Tiffany, like her mom, is very, very smart, very, very bright, very, very brilliant. And also, secondly, very, very creative. Joyce, as you know, can sew and do crafts. She can cook. She's done floral things. When she was much younger, she submitted things to the Michigan State Fair for the craft barn. She's just good at all that stuff. And when you go to the table in the foyer, and you'll see what I received uh, last night, which would be the words, love, serve, teach, and bless, from literal pictures from our campus that the creativity of Tiffany was able to follow her mom in doing that. Again, it's black and white, great composition, and my firstborn, who is an appearance of God, has made my life a joy and a delight. And then there's Kristen. She's like her dad, well-organized, loves to speak in public. Uh, she has an honors degree from University of Michigan in leadership and communication, and that's why she works so well at Habitat for Humanity. But she's also like her mom. And Kristen's been a mom to Josie Grace for eight months and one week and three days. And <laughs> I, I sit back as, as granddad, and I observe them together, the three of them. And... Kristen is just like her mom, knows exactly what to do and how to do it. And I just sit back and smile and thank God that I got exactly what I wanted. Two daughters who would end up just like their mom. So as a dad, I'm so proud of them. And as a dad, it's just went perfectly. They're powerfully good, exceptionally wonderful, and I'm so very, very proud of them. They never resented that they're Life was as a PK, a preacher kid, nor did they ever resent the fact that their dad was 40 years at full-time ministry for the Lord and Savior, a guy who preaches Christ and him crucified for a living, uh, trying to do his best to keep the lampstand at Woodhaven Bible Church aglow and bright through his mercy and grace. And just as my wife chose an occupation where she would help people, an occupational therapist, Tiffany, with her master's in guidance and counseling, helps people. Uh, Kristen, working for Habitat for Humanity, helps people. As a dad, I'm just so proud of them. They've just been a blessing to me, and um, they're just like their mom. They're just like their savior, so I'm one most fortunate. And then there's Joyce. <laughs> what can I say about Joyce. We dated seven years on and off. Uh, we've been married 37 years, and it has been a hoot. <laughs> she is fiercely mama bear who protects her husband and her little cubs. And she, like me, is very, very proud of them. 
Uh, Joyce has a degree of righteousness that I have never seen in any other person in my 66 and a half years. We agree on all the important things, and we are not alike at all in many, many other things. So in that sense, opposites attract. But in marriage and in ministry, in marriage and in ministry, our hearts are one. Our souls are one. Our hands and our feet are one. I know over the years you might have received a little jar of jelly. My guess is that she's probably given close to a thousand of those out. But you might not know that all those raspberries are grown in Joyce's garden. But what you don't know, but I do, is that she's been bitten by mosquitoes a thousand times. (laughs) She's scratched hundreds and hundreds of times. And she has to boil all those little glass jars And she sweats like a pig. (laughs) And she has to melt the wax and put them on top. And and that's the stuff that you don't know about, but I do. And for the hundreds and hundreds of little rosebud vases that you received, scratched and pricked countless times in the uh, garden that she prepares with love, And she wants you to be blessed by that. Um, Boy, oh boy, there's so many other things. Uh, In the summertime when I teach the adults during the Sunday school class, hours upon hours every Saturday are what two or three baking choice selections. Uh, No Vortman cookies, no Oreos in in the mind of my wife. It's always something from scratch. And, of course, I get the first samplings and the first fruit of all her labors. Uh, hospitality, oh man, she just is so good at that, and it's so very important as a minister to have a wife who is hospitable to others. Uh, Kristen mentioned last night about her sewing skills, prom dresses, bridesmaid dresses, men's trousers, repair this, fix that. She's very, very good with a needle and thread. But you probably don't know that when she teaches the Bible, she produces as many handouts as I do. And she'll say, bring back, you know, 10 or 12 books on this particular topic because I'm going to be studying that. So she's conversant with my library and goes out of the way, out of the way to make sure that when she taught those many, 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 many years that the women of our church, as well as the children of our church, got the very, very best. As I conclude with uh, my comments and Joyce, I I think of uh, President Gerald Ford, President Gerald Ford from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Remember, he was put into office, but nobody really voted for him because the president and the vice president both left. And he, according to our Constitution, was next. But Gerald Ford had a classic quote about his wife, Betty. When he came into the uh, White House in the Oval Office, President Gerald Ford said, I'm indebted to no man and only one woman. Honey, that is so true, me to you. I'm indebted to no man but only one woman, my precious wife, Joyce. Well, what can I say about me in reference to all of you? And first of all, I'm going to say this day, this day, of course, being March 5, is very, very important to me. First, today, March 5, is my brother's birthday. He would have been 75 today. 
It was five years ago, six years ago today, that Joyce's mom was ushered to glory. So now here on March 5, it's the, the, the official recognition of my retirement. But in a more homey sense, I think back of my days in the dorm at Dallas Seminary. Most of Dallas Seminary, they were, students were married. The very, very few were single, and I was one of them, and I was even a mega-loser because I lived in the dorm for four years. I didn't get an apartment on my own. But as I <clears throat> approached um, sharing today, I wanted you to know that I am the envy. I am the envy of all my peer group when I was studying at Dallas Seminary. In other words, the people that I hung around with, if they could have had a ministry like I have had, they would be most envious, most jealous. Because you're at Dallas Seminary, you're there, and many, many aren't there because you are, because of how many apply and how many can be accepted. And a lot of these students that I was with, uh, they thought, boy, if I could graduate from seminary, the very best thing to do on planet Earth would be to teach in a Bible college, not a parochial school, not a large Baptist church that had a school on the side, not a Christian liberal arts school. The very best thing on planet Earth as a Dallas grad would be to teach at a four-year Bible college. And you know what? That's what happened to me. And those students of mine, my peers, my friends would say, and the very best position in a Bible college would be a professor of New Testament Greek and to teach the New Testament. And guess what? I was the Greek department. (laughs) I was the Greek department. And I got to teach electives on the life of Christ and New Testament books and take people to Israel. And, and my peers are jealous and envious of what you've been able to allow me to do here at the Woodhaven Bible Church, which segues into this. After teaching a while, my friends in seminary would say, the next best thing to being a professor of Greek at a Bible college would be to pastor a church full-time not a, not a Baptist church, not a Methodist or Lutheran church, not a community church, but a church that has Bible as its middle name. And then, and then, if you could stay there like more than t- 10 years, oh, what a victory that would be. What a victory that would be. So at this stage in my life, thank you, thank you, thank you for making my dreams come true. Thank you for making me the one who my friends look up to. You had seven years full-time at Detroit Bible College as a Greek teacher, a New Testament teacher, and you've been at the same church for 33 years, and they haven't kicked you out. (laughs) So I am most indebted. I am most blessed, I am most satisfied, I am most fulfilled because of you, because of you. And as the high priest bore the names of the 12 tribes on his shoulders and on his breastplate, as I have said many, many times, that's how I wanted to pastor the Woodhaven Bible Church. 
Your names are on my shoulders because I want to serve you with the strength that God supplies. And your names are close to my heart because I want to love you as Christ has loved you. And with service and love comes the teaching of the Bible and the blessings that come from that. So, dear friend, you have made this minister's dreams come true. I was a professor. I was a pastor. 40 years in full-time ministry. And I still want to do some more, but not here anymore. I am so, so very, very thankful. And even a smile came on my face when the bulletin that you received today it has my life verse on it, 1 Peter 1, 7-9. The colors are the palette of gold, because that's in the Bible verse itself. So whoever thought of that, that was very good, because that's details. And that's where I live, and that's where I swim. But that's where the blessings come as well. So I'm going to say more in a couple weeks, but for now, I'm going to say thank you, thank you for fulfilling and satisfying the dreams that I've had to be a preacher and a teacher and a pastor at this wonderful, wonderful church, the Woodhaven Bible Church. Thank you. Let's pray for the benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. There's refreshment.